We spend a lot of time in the Word of God here at Calvary Chapel Vista. And I'd like you to think about, just in your mind for a minute, like why do we spend so much time in the Word? Teaching each week on Sundays, Wednesdays, uh, men's ministry, women's ministry, home fellowships, in our own devotional life. What is the value of the Word of God? Why are we doing that? So you may have thought of a few things, hopefully. Uh, There's a passage of Scripture where the Apostle Paul talks to the pastor Timothy that he's training up and shares with him why we're in the Word of God, what the value of the Word of God is. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Probably a passage of scripture familiar to many of you. And he tells Timothy that all scripture, scripture is a name for the word of God, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we see here several values of the word of God. The first one is doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. It's the truth. Uh, The word of God is truth. Jesus, when he prayed to the Father the night he was betrayed, said to the Father, thy word is truth. In the world around us, there's a lot of stuff that people tell and a lot of things to read. How do you know what's true? You compare it to the Word of God. The Word of God is the truth. And everything else that doesn't agree with the Word of God is not true. So it is important to have the Word of God for doctrine, for teaching. And teaching us how to live the Christian life, where we're going. Um, The second thing that the Apostle Paul says to his budding pastor Timothy is the word of God's good for reproof. Reproof is like a friend of mine says, it's one of these, you know, like, you're going the wrong way. Come on, get back over here. We need that. We need that at times. We wander. We are all prone to wander. And we need the Word of God to bring us back. So as we're in the Word all the time, we say, oh, oh, okay. So reproof is important. Then correction. Knowing you're going the wrong way is one thing. Knowing how to get back on the right way is another thing. And the Word of God gives us correction. Helps us know how to get back onto the path that we should be walking on. And then instruction in righteousness. That is how to walk the path, how to live the Christian life. That's where we get that from the Word of God. And all of that equips us for every good work. Now, what I'd like us to consider tonight is something even more that the Word of God does, something that's not spelled out right there, but that Jesus talked about. Um, Jesus spent a lot of time talking to the Jews and explaining truth. And in John 5, 
John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40, kind of the verses I want to key in on tonight. Jesus is talking to Jews who love the Scriptures. They're digging into them all the time. They're hearing them read in the synagogue every week. They're studying them. They're searching through them. And he says to these Jews, and kind of picture it in your mind if you can, as he's talking to these Jews who love the Scriptures, he says to them, you search those Scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. They're looking for life. Remember, eternal life is knowing God. That's that life that Jesus gives. And, he, and Jesus goes on to say, and these scriptures that you're looking in, these are they that testify or speak of me. So what he's saying is, you're looking in the scriptures. Good thing. Keep looking. Newsflash. These scriptures testify of me. And then he says, but you refuse to come to me. You're not willing to come to me that I might give you life. See, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life. And he is the one who can give life. When we come to him, we find life. And Jesus is talking to these people who studied the scriptures a lot and telling them, look, those scriptures are pointing to me. But you're not willing to take that next step and come to me and be with me. And you might ask, well, okay, well, how do you do that? Well, I think Jesus gave a great picture of how this goes when he spoke to the church in Laodicea in the book of Revelation. And he said to that church, he said, behold, which means take notice of this, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man opens the door, I will come in with him and dine with him and he with me. So there's kind of a picture there of Jesus knocking on a door. And that door, if you open the door, you see Jesus. Now, Jesus was talking to the Jews about how the scriptures speak of him. So for me, I picture the scriptures as a door to Jesus. Now, it's interesting. When Jesus was talking to the Jews about the scriptures speaking of him, how much of the New Testament was written? Any idea? Zero. Jesus was talking about the Old Testament pointing to him. Now, obviously, we see him in the New Testament. We read a gospel and we see him. He's telling these Jews, look, those scriptures, the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, etc., all the way up to Malachi, those speak of me. So I want us to focus tonight, just think about the fact that the scriptures, even and especially the Old Testament, really point to Jesus. 
And I think the knocking on the door is when you're in an Old Testament story and you see a picture and you suddenly think, oh, that's kind of like Jesus. Like I was reading the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. And I noticed, you all probably know the story, Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery into Egypt. They didn't like him. They were going to kill him at first. They sold him into slavery, and he's in Egypt. And through a long series of events, he basically becomes prime minister of Egypt. He's in charge of everything there. And then a famine hits, and Joseph's brothers get sent, all except one of them, get sent down to Egypt to get food because Egypt's the only place that has food because Joseph had them store away food for seven years of plenty. And so they had plenty of food. So into this famine, they go down there and they don't recognize Joseph. He looks Egyptian and he's dressed in Egyptian guard and he speaks the Egyptian language and they don't know who he is. But through him, they are fed. He provides them with food on that first trip when they come down there. Later, they run out of food again and they have to go down again. And on the second trip to visit Joseph, he reveals himself to them. They see who he is. And as I was reading that and praying and asking the Lord, well, how do I see you in this? What's, what's going on here? It suddenly just dawned on me They only really recognized their brother who saved them when they saw him the second time. And that's the way it is for the nation of Israel. They will only recognize their brethren, Jesus Christ, when they see him the second time. In the first coming, they didn't recognize him. But in the second coming, they will see him. That's where I'm saying there's, there's these knockings on the door where you, you start to see something about Jesus and then ask like, okay, what are you showing me about you? Well, that you're patient, that you really do care. Even if they sold you into slavery, you know, you did it for evil, but God meant it for good. And all the other things, you start appreciating who Jesus is more. You're spending time with him. So I want to encourage you tonight as we... We are going to move to a time of worship here right now. I've asked Eddie to uh, sing a song that most of you don't know. The words will be on the screen, and you can uh, take a look at the words. But what happens is, as we get into Scripture, we want to allow the Scriptures to be a doorway to see Jesus and to see him. You know, when we come in the front door, it says simply Jesus. That's, it's that simple. The scriptures are given to us to point us to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I know in my life I get distracted by so many things that keep me even from the scriptures, but then when I'm in the scriptures, keep me distracted from looking to see Jesus in the scriptures. Good things in our life. I mean, I can get excited about something that's going to happen or something that did happen. And I'm so excited about that, I, I don't even get in the word. Or I get in the Word and I just kind of do it and, oh yeah, that's fine. But I don't press in to find Jesus. Sometimes sad things, you know, really distressing things come in our lives. Those can distract us also. So this, this song kind of 
deals with that whole issue of just letting the distractions go away, letting go of them, and just focusing in on Jesus and just seeing him. So uh, thank you.